So you know, you all know for the last few weeks we've been talking about seed time and harvest. And it's really been in support of growing the ministry. God is preparing us for what he's about to do. Amen. And, you know, we, you reap what you sow. What you put out, you get back. All those are just very important principles. Amen. So important that Jesus told his disciples. You all remember I read that scripture? He said, if you don't understand this parable, how then will you understand any of them? Amen. You got to get that one right there, saints of God. What you put out, you get back. Again, God is just, just and he's fair. Seed time and harvest is a principle that is just so righteous. You, you become the measuring stick of what happens with you. Amen. <laughs> it's up to you. Oh, I can't get no more fair than that. So today, continuing in that vein of growing ministry, I want to talk to you all about five biblical ministries. Amen. See, in order to grow the church, there are five areas of ministry that have to be active and they got to be effective. Amen. I'm going to tell you what the five are. One is evangelism. We got to tell them. We all evangelists. Amen to that. We got to tell them. Amen. The next one is education. Amen. Education is so important. Amen. We're educating them in this word. Amen. And the, and the next one, fellowship. That's what we're doing today. We're fellowshipping together. Amen. It's just important in ministry. Number four is worship. Amen. <laughs> Got to worship, saints of God. And the fifth one is service. We're all servants of the Lord. Amen. So these are the five areas that God has been like showing me and dealing with me in uh, with ministry that the church got to be active and effective in these areas if it, if it is to grow. Amen. So no matter what you do in church work, it will somehow fit in one of those categories. Amen. And uh, yes, yeah, our service saints, <clears throat> the greatest in the kingdom, what is a servant. Amen. So I want to break them down. And as I do, I want you to figure out what area best fits you. Amen. Amen. Your purpose, your gifts. Amen. Amen. Kind of see what suits you, right? Because right. Minister Lisa said something this morning. She said, we got to get everybody active. She said, call Brother Don. Let's do something different. See how God is moving. She ain't know nothing about this word. It's just work. That's how he works. He gives a word, and then he shows the demonstration of power. See, I'm working that word I gave you before you even go up there. <laughs> That's what he does. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So it helps us to get in where we fit in, right? <laughs> so in addition, it's a computer program that uh, some churches use. That You answer questions, and it shows you based on your answers where you can be most effective as well. So I may get that in the near future. You know I'm a computer guy. So in the future, who knows? I might seek out that program. So y'all ready to go through the breakdown of the five areas of ministry? So we're going to start today with evangelism. Amen. Because we got evangelist Sheba with us today. <laughs> See how God worked these out? <laughs> See, you're trying to figure it out. He already got it figured out. Amen. <laughs> 
we're going to start with evangelism. But evangelism, really, it entails so much when God was showing it to me. Amen. And to me, we all fit in the category of evangelism. We evangelists at some point or another, probably on a daily basis. You're telling somebody something. Let me tell you what the Lord did. Amen. See, the ministry of evangelism begins by preaching the gospel to the lost. That's where it is, saints. But let me show you how Peter summed it up. If you all don't mind, look at Acts chapter 2. Let's get some Bible up in here. Amen. We're talking about evangelism right now. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, it says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. See, at the end of the day, we got to let everybody know about the crucifixion of Christ and that God made Jesus both our Lord and our Christ. He's the Savior of the world. We got to let everybody know that. That's what Peter is saying here. All of us got to preach this. Don't assume people know because some people don't know. You know what's funny, too? We do that, too. We assume people know. Amen. And then, you you know, when you talk, like, I don't know, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. I never heard that. You'd be like, I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> but they don't. Amen. We're talking about evangelism, saints of God, right now. And this is the basics. Amen. We have to tell the story of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus to those who don't know it. Amen. Amen. This is so important. We celebrate this in communion on a regular basis. That's how important that is. He said, you got to keep doing this in remembrance of me. Huh? That's important. If he tell you we got to just keep, we don't ever want to forget that. And we got to let everybody else know too. Amen. But you know why we do it? Our main objective is to get a response like this one in verse 37. Look at verse 37. It says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, <laughs> what shall we do? See, when you, when you evangelize and you tell them about Christ and they don't know, they never heard it, they're lost, they don't know nothing about this, their response is going to be, what shall we do? <laughs> what do I need to do to get that? Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> How can I be saved? That's what they want to know. I know when that COVID was in full blast, people was calling me. You know what they were saying? Pastor, what do I need to do? <laughs> See, yeah, they were scared. Amen. I said, you need to first know who Jesus is. That's what you need to do. <laughs> then you won't be afraid. <laughs> See, you're afraid. You're calling me because you know. I ain't right. None of us right. Amen. We're, our righteousness is in Christ. Amen. We know Christ. That makes us right. Amen. That's it. So, you know, I know that was going on during that COVID period, but guess what? It haven't stopped. COVID is still sneaking around. It's not as dangerous or deadly, but it's still running around. People still are getting sick and not feeling good. And I think it has some vapors left over from that, too. You know, whatever it was, some you know you might just get a sore throat now. You might can't smell. 
You might just, uh, you know, who knows? It's just so many little variants that comes off of that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But that's the response you're going to get when you tell them. How can I be saved? What, do I, what shall we do? That's what they said. 38. Then Peter said unto them, what did he tell them to do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, we got to advise them to repent. What does that mean, saints of God? See, some say, well, repent means to turn from your sins. But we saw God repent a few times, and we know God don't have no sin. Amen. So repent really means turn from your way of doing things to God's way of doing things. That's what you want to do. And we got to let them know it's not your fault. <laughs> we were all born in sin. Get the guilt off you. you. I'm no better than you. I was born in that same sin. We just got to lead them to Christ. Amen. Receive Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. And then we go through Romans 10 with them. That's a perfect place to start. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And when we go through, we emphasize verse 9 and 10. <laughs> so it's Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let's look at it real quick, saints of God. Because we, we stepping up our evangelism skills right now, right? So the Lord said, if you want to grow the church, this is where it starts. Amen. I'm going to show you five things, Rudy. You got to step it up. Amen. You know what, too? He showed me. It was this, uh, what you call him, like a uh, magician, I guess. And he was spinning these plates on a, on a stick. And so he was spinning this plate, right? And then he would spin another plate. And then he spin another plate. And then he spin, he had five of them spinning. Then he'd go back when this one slowed down. He'd go over if this one started wobbling. He'll go, he said, that's what it looks like, Rudy. All these things I'm showing you got to be in, in operation. Amen. It got to be moving. At the same time, you got to keep them going. I said, okay, Lord, I got you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So let's go through uh, Romans 10. We're talking about evangelism, right? We're starting with the number one thing on the list, evangelism. Romans 10, look at verse 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. See, I told you we all evangelists. So what do you say? The word that's in your mouth and in your heart, which we preach by faith. Amen. All right, look at verse 9. It says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what we say. Amen. Well, they say, well, well what should I do? You got to confess with your mouth because the word, where is it? It's near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. It ain't far away from you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We tell him to confess Jesus Christ and live. Amen. Say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. And we seal that with God cannot lie. Amen. Hey, that's, what it, that's how he says we got to do it. He can't lie. See, these words are true. Look at verse 11. For the scripture saith, 
whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. So you're ashamed right now. You don't, because you, you got all this sin holding you down. But once you learn to believe on Christ, you're not ashamed anymore. Amen. Look at verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. See, when you tell them that, oh, there's no respect to person. So I'm no different than you. Don't look at me like, don't put me on that pedestal. <laughs> Amen. It's, in God's eyes, we the same. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So that way, they don't feel like they're less than. Amen. We all in the same boat. Adam put us all in the same boat, thanks to God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. But this scripture says, God is rich on whoever calls upon him. Amen. Look at verse 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what saints? Shall be saved. Now, I want to I talk a little bit about that scripture right there. Because I'm like, Lord, it's easy to be saved. Amen. Because people ain't crazy. You know, when, when, the, when, the, when, the, when the stuff hits the fan, they're going to say, Lord, help me, Lord. Jesus, help me. Don't that just make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to you because you know the Lord. But to people that don't know the Lord, they don't know to do that. They're not going to say that. Amen. And I saw that in operation. I went to visit somebody in the hospital, and I was praying for them. And you know what they were telling me? Get out of here. Don't come in here with that stuff. And I said, and my son, one of my sons said, Daddy, I ain't never seen nobody act like that on their deathbed. I said, me either. So, but, it, but it clarified that scripture because in my mind, Everybody got enough sense when they get ready. Something bad is happening to say, Lord, help me. Because what the scriptures say again, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall. So you think everybody going to do that? No, they not. <laughs> Amen. You got to tell them. That's why we got to tell them. Amen. Don't take it for granted. They just going to, oh, we, everybody going to be saying, everybody going to say, Lord, help me at the right time. Nope. Because they don't know the Lord. So they don't know. They're going to be trying to do it in their own strength like they lived their whole life trying to do. And they're going to die in the sin. When all they got to do is say, Lord, help me. So they got to do this right here. Call upon the name of the Lord. But they don't know the Lord. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So I wanted to confirm Everything in Acts we were talking about in Romans. Amen. Now let's go back. I'm going to read 38 again. Acts 2 and 38. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So we, we got to read the Bible, saints, and hear the word. Amen. Attend church. Faith cometh by hearing. Be baptized. And that, that's a, just an open expression of whose side you're on. See, once you get on the God side, now nah, you want everybody to know. I belong to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> I remember when I baptized my cousins, they wanted everybody to know. We belong to the Lord. Amen. <laughs> when can we be baptized? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's what. That's how. That's how. That's the the order of God. Amen. And it says, "You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost." 
that gives you the power to keep following God's leads and, it, and, and the Holy Ghost leads you into all truth. That's why when Jesus was going back and he left us that peace, he said, Father, send them the comforter. They need the Holy Ghost. They need the comforter. But what does the comforter do? He continues to show you what Jesus taught you, and then he just leads you around in all the truth. Amen. So the comforter is with us. Amen. Once you receive Christ, it says you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, a gift. Amen. I like gifts. I like bonuses. I like all that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So we are all evangelists. And we're, and we're going to do this at some point or another. Amen. On a daily basis. Look at Acts 2 and 39. Now it says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's an awesome word right there. And that reminds me of the promise God made me when I was bucking about, Lord, now you know I, I, I wasn't aspiring to be no pastor. Lord, you tricked me. I thought you said you was going to do what I told you to do. Amen. And then he, he was saying things to me like, Rudy, I'm going to bless you <laughs> and everything unto <laughs> you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Look at this promise right here. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yay. I heard that word again. Yay. Amen. When he make you that kind of promise, you know what you want to do? Be obedient. I want to be a blessing to all y'all. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He blessed me to be a blessing to you, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus telling me things. Whatever you put your hands to is going to prosper. Say amen to that. <laughs> what kind of promises? See these promises he make us. He can't lie. He has to do it. Amen. Look at verse 40. And with many other words, which I just told y'all, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. See God's word is so powerful and so current. It's so right now, saints. Think about this. They were saying this 2,000, this was 2,000 years ago. Yes. Is it current, right? Yes, it is. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Is that rhema? Is that ready right now? That's a, that's a right now word. Even though it was spoken 2,000 years ago. Oh, my God. God's word is just powerful. It's right now, saints. Think about what you're saying to him. Save yourselves from this untoward, which means unpredictable generation. Is that what we live in right now? They not predictable. They was praying to school. No, we don't want that. Matter of fact, we're going to let men marry men and women. It's unpredictable what they'll do. You can't trust anything. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm getting more and more from trusting. I just want to trust God. That's the number. You got to do that, saints to God. These banks, they getting funny style right now. You, know, you get your money in banks, don't trust them. Don't trust it, okay? Because <laughs> uh, this is an untoward generation. means it's unpredictable. Oh, thank you, Jesus. These are the perfect words for right now. Say amen to that. So we went through the starting point of evangelism, which is preaching the gospel to the lost, right? 
And it's just really so many ways or methods given in the New Testament to be effective evangelism ministry. And I want to just show you, give you a couple examples of those. Because these are some things that we do in our daily walk. One example that I like was this confrontational evangelism. You all know what that is? <laughs> this is what we said. This is what we just saw in Acts where Peter just straightforward preaching to the public. Just telling them, hey, this is what you need to do. He was confronting them. They said, well, what do we need to do? This is what you need to do. Repent, be baptized, every one of y'all. He just confronted them. Amen. And I'm a computer guy, so I like to use media. You know, in my presentations, I do, like television and total scriptures and pamphlets and meetings, early morning prayer and Bible study and seminars and blogs. There's so many ways to confront and spread the good news. Amen. So that's what this confrontational evangelism is all about. But I want to show you how Paul did it. Amen. Because Paul was, <laughs> was something else, even though Jesus confronted him. That was conf confrontational evangelism, wasn't it? Paul was on his way to kill some more Christians. And Jesus showed up on the scene. That light showed up and confronted him. Hey, Paul, why you, why you persecute me like this? I know, ooh, that had to be a scene. <laughs> what, Lord? What, what you doing? Then he go blind because he done looked at a light that he ain't never seen before. Amen. <laughs> but when you see that light, amen, you get converted. Thank you, Jesus. Why come he didn't? Why was he persecuting Christians? Because he didn't know. He thought he was doing the work of the Lord. Many think that. That's what we're seeing that over there now. They just trying to knock off Israel. They think they doing God's work. Huh? We're getting rid of them. <laughs> it's just crazy. Thank you. I'm just trying to show y'all they don't know. If they knew, amen. <laughs> if they only knew. Uh, we got to tell them. <laughs> this is what evangelism is. We got to tell them. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So that was confrontational evangelism. But I'm going to show you this, this intellectual evangelism. And that's the approach that Paul really had. He used when he was speaking to the men in Athens. Let's look at that one. If you could turn to Acts chapter 17. It's called intellectual evangelism. Thank you, Lord. We all walk in the office of evangelists, right? That's right. <laughs> we got to tell them, saints of God. Because right. many are just ignorant to the word. <laughs> and then when they don't listen to you, they willfully ignorant. Right. I want to be ignorant. <laughs> you got to let them, you got to leave them alone. You planted the seed. In that, in that position, you just planted the seed. Yeah. Somebody got to plant it. Somebody will come along and water it, and then God, he'll give the increase. Amen. So you win, and in any one of them situations, you win. You did what you were supposed to do. Amen. Evangelists. I just want to break this evangelism down. Here's intellectual evangelism. Acts 17, verse 22 said, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things Ye are too superstitious. <laughs> Paul came on the scene and said, they're very superstitious. Into philosophy and horoscope and 
<laughs> all that. That's what he perceived. <laughs> now, let's look at what triggered Paul and made him perceive this. For as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. <laughs> this is intellectual evangelism. I'm going to declare this unknown God that you, you know, you ignorantly, you don't know him. Why don't they say, Lord, save me? Because they don't know him. <laughs> huh? So they ignorantly thinking they worshiping him. Amen. But they not. Just like these guys. <laughs> Amen. Paul rolled up. He was in a boat and he passed by and he just, in his spirit, you know, he, he felt like they, they, don't, they worshiping and they very superstitious. That, that don't go together. Amen. If you trust God, you don't trust luck. That's a demonic word to, to discredit God. Oh, I was lucky. No, he wasn't. Get that word out of my vocabulary. I'm blessed. I'll give God all to God be all the glory. I'm not gonna take it away and give it to the devil talking about I got lucky. Huh? That's why I don't play games of chance anymore. <laughs> they depend on luck. I trust God. I got the short thing going on. Why would I do that? <laughs> oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. <laughs> Whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Look, with, look how he's evangelizing right now. Look at verse 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. You tell him, God, don't dwell in no temples. What are, what are y'all on? <laughs> Made with some hands? <laughs> God is, has no boundaries. He's topless and bottomless. And you can't put, but look, who was building him the building? David Solomon? And he, he was, he, he, God was like, you know, he, this is a good work. He wants to really bless me. But I, that building can't contain me. <laughs> I'm bottomless and topless. I'm throughout the whole world at the same time. Omniscient. Omnipotent. Omnipresent. <laughs> well, how are you going to build something to keep me and contain me in it? That's how we do one another. We pigeonhole one another, right? We meet somebody and we say, okay, this is what they're about. They, this, they can do this and they can do that. And then we think we're going to do that with God. Or we pigeonhole him. Oh, this is what you can do. No, he can do everything. Oh, Lord, that mercy. Yeah. Amen. See, the babies know. <laughs> Saw that baby come up here. Grandpa, can I read a scripture today? You sure can? The babies know. We the ones who be fighting. <laughs> baby volunteering to come up and read the scripture. Grandpa, can I read the scripture? No doubt about it. I'm going to write it down for you, okay? Which one you want to read? <laughs> Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. He's telling them God made the whole world and all the things in it. Seeing that he made heaven and earth, he don't dwell in temples made with hands. We can't make them no temple. Verse 25, neither is worship with man's hands as though he needed anything 
seeing he giveth to he giveth to all life and breath and everything. Don't give the devil no, no credit no more saints for nothing. No, throw that word luck out of your vocabulary. Amen. It's gone. Every time you get that blessing, say thank you, Jesus. Replace it with thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. And then learn to thank him ahead of time. I know what's coming. I know he's doing something really popular with what he's been showing me lately. That thing is so close. <laughs> Y'all, that thing is so close. Amen. He's just been giving me witty ideas and all these different things. I mean, it's just so close. And see, before he give it to you again, he, he prepare you. Huh? You know, the world had this saying. God had me to change it. The world said, and it came from the first time I heard it was from that lady who had that great show on uh, the, uh, 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 the great talk show that everybody, she got a zillion trillion dollars. <laughs> Y'all know her. I, don't, I ain't going to say no name. But she said, luck occurs when uh, uh, preparation meets opportunity. God said, the blessing occurs when preparation meets opportunity. So before the opportunity come, what is God doing? He's preparing you. He want to bless you. He wants you to keep it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to bless you all with that one. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Look at verse 26. And have made, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell all the face of the earth. And have determined the times before appointed. Say amen to that. What did I tell y'all? He determined the time before he appointed the time. Wow. <laughs> Are you hearing this? He prepared. See, he prepared everything. <laughs> amen. And the bounds of their habitation. This is how this is going to go. This is where this is going to go. This is where this is going to go. This is where I want you to be. This is how that's going to go. Okay, you ready? Oh, let me drop this on you. <laughs> that's how he does it. Amen. That's, that's just the Lord. That's the proper way, saints of God. You want to be prepared when that opportunity come along. Amen. That's what we're doing now. We're just getting prepared. Amen. He's giving us all this, letting us know, I need all these plates spinning, Rudy, because I got when I drop this on you, it got everything got to be spinning. You got to be ready for that. I can't drop that on you till you get them ready. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's the way we want it, saints. That's how I ask for it. Lord, don't give me nothing else until I'm ready for it. Hold it. Just hold it. Keep working on me. Hey, what this thing say? I found this graphic and loved it. Where that thing at? Where is that? Still sit here? This looks like an old one. Oh, this is it. Here, this is a real good statement right here. It says, grow you, grow your ministry. What has to happen first? You got to grow you. Amen. I love that one. I say, that's the one right there, Lord. <laughs> Copy, paste. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 27, saints. It says, no, I'm going to read 26 again, and I'm going to keep going. It says, and have made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and have determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord. What should we be doing? Seeking the 
is this is Paul evangelizing right now? Yeah. <laughs> that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after, uh, feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Where is he at? What did Romans 10 say? He's in our mouth and in our heart. He's near. He's close. Man, think about that. Let's talk about that for a minute, saints. Could you imagine going to hell and God was right here and right here, so close to you, and you just, nobody, you didn't know, huh? But you ain't going to have that excuse in the end. You might not know now, but that's why God is so patient, so merciful. You know why he's so patient? Because he's going to wait till you know. He's going to give you a chance to hear it. That's why he's preparing us now. He's saying, talk about it. Tell them, you got to evangelize. Get that place spinning, okay? <laughs> they going to know. So that, that, that excuse ain't going to be, it's not going to work in the appointed day. See, it might work now. You know, some just don't know today. Amen. But God is giving everybody a chance because his will is that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Is that the real will of God? Is that what the, all these evangelists are saying? Repent. That's his will. Repent. What do we need to do? What do I need to do, Pastor? Repent. Turn from your way of doing things to God's way of doing things. That's what you need to do. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Look at verse 28. For in him we and move. And have I been as certain, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. <laughs> see, this is, a, this is an example of intellectual evangelism. You see how you're talking to them? <laughs> huh, these superstitious men. They got a plaque out there talking about, what did it say again? To the unknown God. He said, I'm going to tell y'all who that is right now. <laughs> the ones y'all don't know, I'm getting ready to make sure you know them. <laughs> oh, this was some evangelism right here, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read that one again because we love it. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. He said, you got some poets out here that saying this. Amen. And that's real. <laughs> For we are also his offspring. We his children. We're child of God. Children of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody know who they are now, don't they? Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we are not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone Graven by art and man's device. Just too superstitious. Lacking understanding. That's what he's telling them. Y'all making this stuff gold and silver and talking about the unknown. and That's out of order. Amen. See, we got to preach to folks, saints of God, who think they know, but they gone way off. Amen. But they think they know. These guys were superstitious. They thought they knew. Amen. They knew so much they was calling him the unknown God. <laughs> Paul came and made him known, didn't he? Look at verse 30. And the times of this ignorance and, 
in the times of this ignorance, God winked at. <laughs> what you think God is doing right now when they make them silly laws? <laughs> I know God is up there like, man can marry man and woman. He <laughs> winked like, how y'all went off like that? There's no gender. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you know, when somebody wink at you, what that mean? That's all. They be winking like they tell you a lie, then they wink at you like that. <laughs> okay, let me read it again. Y'all gonna get it this time when I read it. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere. To repent. <laughs> That's what we got to do, saints of God. We got to let them know what, what we need to do. All right, now you didn't talk to me about the Lord, and I see that the Lord is in your life, and you, you're trying to serve God, and what do I need to do? Repent. repent. What do that mean? <laughs> Turn from your way of doing things and to God's way. Well, I don't know God's way. Oh, that's okay. He wrote it down. He wrote it down for you. Follow me to church this Sunday. Hey. Amen. I'm going to get you going. I'm going to get you started. I'm going to show you what you need to do. Hey. Amen. And then that plate going to start spinning. <laughs> we got to spin them plates, saints. So that's what the Lord showed me. Got to spin the plates, Rudy, all of them at the same time. Amen. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Y'all get it? There's so much more to cover on evangelism and the rest of them. But I'm going to stop here because I want you to piece to sink right in because that's an important piece of ministry amen so much more to cover of the five biblical ministries but again I'm gonna stop there hallelujah Lord I just want us to think about how to be more effective in that right there huh see not everybody can preach from the pulpit or befriend strangers but Egypt can find a way to share the gospel with the lost in order to bring the saving blood of Jesus Christ to this lost generation. Everybody can do that. Amen. So the first, min first area of ministry, therefore, is the work of evangelism, saints. And the objective is really clear, just to share the gospel with the lost, encouraging them to repent of their sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Here's the question I want you to ask yourself. <laughs> Am I knowingly proclaiming the gospel to the community? <laughs> Am I doing that? See, we got to make a conscious effort to communicate the gospel to the people that don't know it. Uh, watch how I alert y'all and the tune y'all going to be now. You meet somebody, and God going to give you the opportunity. He's going to send somebody right before you. You're going to be talking to them, and they're going to be telling you, complaining about everything under the sun. Because if you don't know God, what do you do? You complain about everything under the sun. That's your cue card. Huh? Well, who do I talk to? God going to send them to you. You ain't gotta even got to go look for them. You're just going to be in the store, man, in your business, shopping. And then you're going to bump into somebody. Ain't it a horrible day outside? And then it's blah, blah, blah. And they're going to just give you. I say, oh, that's the cue card. And you just listen, 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 listen. And then say, but God. But God. Yeah, he makes everything better. Amen. When, once I learned about him and started doing it his way, whoo, it changed my whole entire life. You want yours to change? <laughs> I just give y'all a sample. That's just a sample, say to God. Hallelujah, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Anybody who in here who don't know Jesus, amen, because I'm telling you right now, you need to repent. If you don't know Jesus, <laughs> let's just handle that business right now. What do I need to do? How do I get to know him? Repent. Turn away from the, the normal way you do things because that way is not the right way because we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So if you keep doing the things the way you've been doing them, you keep doing what you're doing. When you sow. Okay, see how God keep taking us back. If you don't get that one, you ain't going to get none of them. All that stuff I just said ain't going to register to you. Amen. Anybody, I, I'm, I'm waiting now because sometimes I ask that, but I'm really in my heart assuming everybody know. So keep going. But I ain't going to keep going this time. Amen. Anybody don't know Jesus, haven't repented. On Zoom, everybody, floor is open. <laughs> all right. All right, then. I'm going with everybody has repented. Everybody's know who Jesus is. They believe it in their heart that God raised them from the dead. They turn from their wicked way of doing things and to God's way of doing things. They trust in God with all their heart. They have given God their heart. This is all the things we do when we repent. Amen. Amen. We rely on the Lord for everything. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Our favorite word is, thank you, Jesus. Why we say that all the time? Because he's always doing something. Uh, we, don't, we might not see it. He's doing some, something right now. For, just think about this. For everybody in here right now, God is doing something for you. You might can't see it, but he's doing something for you. Amen? So when you say thank you, Jesus, you're just thanking him for something he's, he's done. Amen? It's not going awry or astray. Amen? Thank you, Jesus.